I'm going to go ahead and open this up in prayer, and then I'm going to share uh, a message that uh, I feel God's put on my heart to, to share so you can get to know me a little bit better and know my vision. God, I just uh, I thank you for the opportunity to serve here at True Life Community Church, God. I thank you for my brothers and sisters that are here. I thank you for those joining online. I thank you for my family up in the Northwest that are watching online right now as well. God, uh, my testimony, um, who I am, is because of you. God, uh, everything you put on my heart this week to, to talk about, God, let it all shine to you, glorify you. Uh, because without you, God, none of this would be possible. Uh, the opportunity, the blessing to be able to, to be here and to serve the children and the youth and the families and uh, in this uh, 370 Valley, God, uh, I'm thankful for that. So be in my words, uh, be in the message, and, uh, and shine through, God. You are an amazing God. And we ask all this in your precious and holy name. Amen. All right. So, um, I'm going to share just a little bit of my, my testimony. Um, I grew up in uh, Washington State, um, Spokane. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like pictures. Um, as you can tell, I don't know what happened that day. I probably, who knows. But um, I grew up in Washington State in Spokane. Uh, my parents have actually lived in the same house uh, my whole life. They're still there. Um, my brother lives in northern Idaho, and uh, uh, we grew up in a Christian home. My dad was a career firefighter. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. Um, the church that we went to, the pastor, he was uh, the fire department chaplain, so we went to a, a lot of, uh, we saw him a lot. We saw a lot of my dad's fellow firefighters there uh, at church all the time. Uh, grew up in a great church, um, went to vacation Bible school like we had this last week, uh, went to camp. Um, I had a very loving, loving family, and, I, and I'm forever grateful for that. Um, but uh, my junior year of high school, my uh, great-grandma had passed away, and uh, my great-grandma, we called her Gigi, um, she was my good luck charm. She taught me how to, how to fish and uh, she was just an incredible lady, um, loved each of us, great-grandchildren and grandchildren so much, um, but she came to my sporting events, and it seemed like the sporting events she came to, I won, uh, or the team won, she just, she was my good luck charm, but my junior year of high school, she passed away, and I got angry, uh, with God for taking her from me, being a young, young man, I was, wasn't, Right, I, w- I was confused in, in the area, and I was just angry uh, that God had taken my great-grandma away from me. Um, and uh, I turned, you know, to the point of mom and dad, I don't want to go to church, and uh, not wanting to participate in youth groups or uh, do anything involving the church. Um, but I, I graduated high school, and I, I joined the Navy. Um, and uh, <laughs> I like pictures at this point. Um, but I joined the Navy, and uh, um, my, my hope in joining the Navy was to be able to get college money and be able to see the world. Uh, my dad was a, a Navy guy as well, and uh, so I, you know, I had the dream from, from a very young age. Uh, but just like, you know, college or anything, you go away from home, and, uh, and Satan attacks you. 
And if you're not in the Word and you're not in church, um, you don't have that support system um, to be there for you. Uh, now, I did have, you know, my family. My family obviously still loved me, and, um, but my decisions weren't, weren't great. Um, uh, drinking and, and doing things that I shouldn't have been doing. Um, and uh, it, it was tough. It was real tough. And, and I hit a patch in my life um, where I, uh, I felt like there was no other choice uh, but just to be done. Um, and I remember that day. Um, I remember the start of the day and the thoughts that were going through my mind and all of that stuff. And, and I remember I, I sat on a, on a curb of a 7-Eleven uh, having some beverages and thinking through how it was going to happen. And uh, um, I'm forever grateful because God sent uh, one of my chief petty officers by. And uh, my chief petty officer drove by just, you know, about right at the right time. And he said, uh, I'd call him and I said, you know, I'm having a rough patch. I need to have some, uh, take the day off if that's okay. And my chief knew what was going on. And he was like, yeah, just go ahead, take the day off. But he didn't know what I was going to be doing. And uh, he drove by. He, he said, uh, Inman, get in the car. And I said, I said, are you sure? And he said, get in the car. And he took me to his house and uh, uh, invited me to the guest room and set up a spot. And his wife brought me in some soup. And, uh, and she asked me, she said, uh, she said, she goes, I know your name's Inman. That's what my husband keeps calling you. But what's your first name? And I told her, Doug. And she said, uh, she said, Doug, are you a Christian? I said, nope. I used to be. But, uh, but God took my, my great-grandma, and there's been some rough things going on in my life, and God's not there for me. Um, and she said, no, God's always there for you. Uh, and she left the room and then uh, came back later. Uh, I think it was some more soup. Or, but she came in, and, and then my chief and her came in that night and prayed uh, there alongside me. Um, and I remember that, and I remember this is a day, day or so later. Um, my chief asked me, he's like, do you have family in the area? And at this point, I was stationed in Bremerton, Washington, which is right near Seattle. And uh, my, uh, I have tons of family. My dad's, most of my dad's family is in the Seattle area. And uh, chief's, chief asked me, he said, you have family close? And I said, yeah. I said, there's some in Seattle. I haven't talked to him for a while. Um, he said, you need to get a hold of him. And I said, okay. And so I reached out to my aunt and uncle, uh, my aunt Terry, my uncle Bob, lived real close. And I said, uh, I said, hey, I said, uh, I've got the weekend off. Can I come hang out? And my uncle's like, yeah, oh, my goodness, come on out. We'll have some pizza. We'll have some root beer. We can watch some movies. You know, this will be great. Yeah, come on out. And my aunt's like, yeah, and you come to church with us? And I was like, oh, well, pizza and root beer sounds good. I'll be there. And so I went that, that weekend, and I remember after, after that weekend, you know, I, we had gone to church, and I kind of liked it. I didn't want to, but I kind of liked it. Um, but we were shipping out. We were shipping out for, I think it was a two- or three-week deployment. And so I, I went back to the, the ship, and in uh, the middle of the week, we shipped out. And uh, um, when I got back in town, I think I, I took a weekend off just because I didn't want to go back to church, but I did want the pizza and root beer. Um, and so I reached back out to him, and I said, uh, 
I said, uh, Uncle Bob, Aunt Terry, do you mind if I come back and hang out with you guys again? And uh, they said, uh, said, yeah, my uncle's, yeah, we'll get pizza and root beer. We'll get the good kind, this kind. We'll get the chicken Alfredo, and we'll, we'll go all out. And my, we'll have root beer, and my aunt's like, and you can come to church with us. And I was like, okay. So I did. I went, and I had the chicken Alfredo pizza and the root beer. And I went to church with him on Sunday, and my uncle introduced me to a, a man by the name of Dewey. Now, Dewey went to my aunt and uncle's church, and uh, my, n- I now know, but my uncle had had some conversations with him in the, the weeks that we were out to sea, and kind of told him a little bit about what had been going on in my life, and where I was, and all of that. And Dewey was a Navy veteran. He was a salty old Navy veteran. He, uh, uh, you, you think of an old Navy guy, that was Dewey. But Dewey was uh, a very loving and welcoming guy. Dewey uh, was a lot like Rich. He was a, a greeter. He, he knew everyone's name and everything else. Well, I came in, and uh, my uncle introduced me to Dewey. And Dewey said, hey, can I talk to you for a little bit? And I said, yeah. And Dewey shared his story with me, his testimony. And it, it was very similar to mine um, up to the point of still being in the Navy. Um, there was a lot of similarities. And... Uh, and Dewey and I uh, talked. I don't remember. I, I remember church starting, and Dewey's like, we got to go. <laughs> like, conversation's over. We'll carry on later. Um, but we went back out for another deployment, I think about a month later, and Dewey was writing me letters. Uh, he sent me a couple of cards that he was praying for me. Uh, he stayed on it. He was on it with me, letting me know um, that if I needed to talk, vent at any point, um, that he would talk to vent, and vent or allow me to vent, but that God was always available to me, always uh, available for me to talk. And Dewey, uh, he sent me a Bible um, on that deployment, and he marked a verse in, uh, in the Bible. And, and I was thankful um, when, when Pastor Gene came to me and asked me if I would preach um, this week. Um, we're at the end of the, the, the Summer of Psalms, um, but the, there was a verse that <laughs> Dewey... Dewey highlighted, he dog-eared, he put a bookmark in. He wanted to make sure that I found that spot in my Bible. Um, but he, he shared a verse with me, and uh, I think we've got it. Uh, it's Psalm 130, uh, 1 through 6, and it says, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let my ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits in the word, in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. Now Dewey sent that to me um, to let me know, like I said, that he was praying and um, that no matter what had gone on in my life up to that point, that, like it says, uh, if you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? Um, he reminded me what I had learned my whole life growing up. That, yeah, we're, we're, we're sinful. And that we're going to make mistakes. But that God doesn't keep a tally. He doesn't keep a list. He, he, uh, he wipes the, the slate clean when, when we come to him. And uh, I remember coming back into in the port that, that uh, after that deployment, and uh, 
this time I called up for pizza, root beer, and church. Uh, called my aunt and uncle, and I, and I went back out there. Um, my chief was incredible. I'm forever grateful to God that blessed me with him because um, those of you that were in the military, uh, you know you don't have a lot of time off. <laughs> and getting weekends uh, is uh, an E4 um, was tough. But Chief uh, understood what I was going through, and, and uh, he knew I'd pick up extra work and other times and stuff while we were in port. Um, but I went back, and I, I remember I, Dewey was there at the door, and I just walked up, and I just gave him a hug. I said, Brother, I needed that. I needed that reminder. I appreciate it. And he goes, I prayed for you every day, Doug, and I'm going to continue praying for you. Uh, Dewey, uh, Dewey's prayer for me was for me to, to find God again, uh, that, that, uh, for me to, to turn my life back over to Christ and, and find a way to, to, serve, to serve God. Um, well, I got, um, I got out of the Navy, um, and uh, I, I went back to my hometown, my hometown of Spokane, on the other side of the state of Washington, and uh, got back over there, and um, some of the, the crowd that I'd hung out with my senior year when I wasn't making the best decisions were so excited to see me back. But I wasn't excited to be back. Um, I loved being in Spokane. I still love Spokane, but um, there was some... some some rough people that uh, that were a part of my life, and uh, um, I went through some some more disappointment and uh, just kind of dragging. And uh, I remember I called <laughs> same aunt and uncle. My uncle ended up getting a job at a church camp in Seattle, and I said, "Hey, uh, I said uh, you guys hiring this summer?" And he goes, "Oh man, they just opened up the hiring. You uh, you ought to think about coming out here for the summer." I said, "I'm ready." Um, and so I applied, and I got hired on at a, a church camp in the Seattle area, is uh, in a town called Bellevue, and uh, um, on the south end of Lake Sammamish, which is all crazy words to the people. To you guys, well, except for the Westerns, you guys know Lake Sammamish. Um, but I got hired on uh, that summer. I worked the summer as a waterfront director, but I didn't want to leave because I didn't want to go back to Spokane. And so I worked in the off-season as a before-and-after-school teacher, um, working with the small kids uh, before school, and then when, when they got home or got out of school, they'd come up to the camp for a little while. And then I started working another summer, and this just kept going on. Um, and then I was hired on full-time as their marketing director in the off-season and the aquatics coordinator in the summer, which aquatics coordinator is as awesome as it sounds. Um, working with the boats and fishing and kayaking and canoeing and uh, swimming and zip lines and water trampling. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, and so I, I was at home. I, I loved the staff that I was working with. Uh, I think the, the first off season there of the camp, um, I was baptized. Uh, I accepted Christ into my heart. And uh, like I said, I grew up a Christian and you know, there, there were the times at camp and different things like that, um, but I never had fully accepted Christ into my heart and been baptized. And so I, I, uh, I made that decision that off-season and, and did that. Um, in the summer of 2003, uh, there was a, 
uh, incredible uh, lady from uh, Florissant that, uh, that came and worked that summer. Um, she's not going to be happy I put that up. But um, <laughs> she had uh, gotten word from her youth pastor at the time of a camp in the Seattle area. And so she came and she worked that summer as a counselor. And again, I was full-time staff, so I couldn't tell her that I liked her um, until after summer. And uh, so I told, uh, I was telling the guys at the camp, I said, I'm going to fly out there. I'm going to fly out to St. Louis and go tell her I like her. We got word that there was a guy from Atlanta that also liked Colleen. Or as we had nicknames at the camp. My nickname was Nog for root Nog or egg Nog, and hers was Sugar. And so there was another guy who liked her from Atlanta, and uh, um, I heard that he was going to be flying out, and so I bought my plane ticket a week earlier. <laughs> and so um, I got out here, and uh, that's right, I won. I won. I beat Atlanta. Seattle beat Atlanta in something. Um, but uh, I got out here and uh, just showed up at her door, took a taxi, from, and just all kinds of ridiculousness. My parents were like, you're crazy. You're foolish, all this stuff. But I, I, I showed up at her door, and I said, hey, you want to go out on a date? And she, she was surprised to see me, obviously. And uh, we went out on a date. We dated long distance. I moved here in uh, February of uh, 04. Uh, I remember I told my buddies, I was like, it's going to be like two, three years. You know I'm not going to be away from the mountains and the ocean that long. Uh, again, that was 2004. Um, and so uh, we, we dated. Um, and uh, we were engaged in July of 2004 and, uh, and married um, in December of 2004. Um, but God had, had brought this amazing woman to, uh, uh, to the camp. And I felt strongly in my heart um, that, I, you know, that God had me in the right place at the right time. Um, it was a huge blessing uh, to be able to meet her. And uh, to know that she was a believer as well. Um, we, uh, uh, it was 2008, we had our first child, Hallie. Um, and then, boom, 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 some more. No. <laughs> Marina, Colin, and Daisy followed shortly in behind there. Um, but uh, shortly before Hallie was born, uh, Dewey had passed away. And I remember my uncle calling me about that. And uh, I remember Dewey, he came out to the camp a couple of times, and uh, he was so excited to see me working in ministry and um, that I had dedicated my life to, to serving full-time there at the camp. Um, but like I said, God bless me. And, uh, and I, in my Bible, Psalm 130, I don't have it highlighted, dog-eared. I don't have a bookmark in there um, other than this right here. Um, this is a, a picture of me and Colleen and the kids, and it's a reminder um, to me that um, even though there were tough times that I've gone through and that I'm still uh, uh, occasionally go through, um, that God's always there, and he's not keeping a tally. He will forgive me uh, for the mistakes that I make, um, and so I, I'm forever grateful for that as well. Um, 
like I said, I, I, my plan was two to three years. Um, it's been a little more than that. Um, but it reminds me of, of Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. I say that because um, um, I was in the, the secular world. Is, is, uh, uh, I, after I left the camp, it was eating at me. It ate at me a lot um, because I really wanted to be in ministry. I, I really wanted to be in full-time ministry, and I was afraid I was going to fall, and I was going to slip up, or I was going to make a mistake, or do something dumb, or whatever else, um, and I, and I bounced around to a couple of different jobs here and there, Cabela's, and, uh, Starbucks, and, um, AAA, uh, some different companies, um, and I look back at that time, and I know Pastor Gene and I, I, I talked to him about it, uh, and the elders, um, I look at each of those jobs that I had, and I, and I now know that each one of them taught me something. Each one of them built me up uh, for uh, another, a new level of ministry. Um, in 2017, uh, we were attending First Baptist Church of Ferguson, and I remember our senior pastor at the time, Joe Coe Stevens, he had asked me, he said, uh, our youth pastor had left, and he'd taken a job down in South Carolina. And he said, uh, Doug, you ever think about getting back in ministry? And I said, man, all the time, all the time. And he said, well, he said, talk to your wife and see what she thinks about uh, um, you coming on as our youth pastor. And I want you to pray about it as well. And I said, oh, man, that'd be incredible. And he said, now, when you talk to her, make sure you tell her it's part-time. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be quite a pay cut. Um, and uh, so I did. I, I went, and I, Colleen and I talked about it. We prayed about it. And Colleen, uh, those of you that don't know, she works at Missouri Baptist University. And so she works around believers. She knows what it's like to, to have people that you can turn to and uh, share what's going on in your life, and they'll pray for you. Um, and so she told me, she's like, go for it. Go for it. Um, and I'm so thankful that she did. I'm so thankful to First Baptist Church of Ferguson because they gave me an opportunity to get back into ministry. Um, I worked there with the youth uh, part-time for a few years and then got on full-time and uh, lots of blessings. But again, God continued to work on me because in the time that I'd left ministry, full-time ministry there at the camp in 2004 to the time <laughs> that I got back in it in 2017, that's only 13 years but it was a lifetime of changes in regards to the internet, in regards to the way Satan will attack you or attack the kids, and the way that uh, the enemy is, is after us. Um, just, it changed drastically in that 13 years. And, uh, and I learned a lot of, a lot of things. I, I, uh, I learned a lot from the families. I learned a lot from different uh, meetings and seminars that I went to, um, but uh, ultimately I learned the most just from being tied in and being there with the kids, being there with the youth. The youth taught me a lot. Um, we had some great times um, and some tough times, some really tough times. Um, 
And I remember it was, uh, let's see, 2020, May of 2020. Uh, no, April of 2020, I'm sorry. Colleen and I were looking, we were, we were looking for somewhere to live. We wanted to, to move to a different school district, and we had some friends that, uh, um, whose kids graduated from Orchard Farm School District, and they went to our church at Ferguson, and they, uh, they were adamant about, you got to go check out Orchard Farm School District. you got to see if you can get out there. And Colleen, she was, she was on the computer nonstop looking for places, and every time she'd find somewhere, she's like, Doug, call this place. I'd call it, it's taken. Doug, call this place. It's taken. It's taken. Colleen found one. She had me call. And uh, um, it wasn't taken. It wasn't taken. And they were available. The Wesleys were available to show it. Now, again, this is May of 2020. So the world shut down. I remember showing up. We were all masked up. And we were touring the house. And um, we've been praying and praying and praying, and Colleen's like, if it looks like something that we could survive in, tell them you want it <laughs> before it's taken. And I was like, I said, okay. I said, I said, I pulled up, um, the, the street over there, Folling Mill, there was like four houses on it at the time. It's now packed, but there were only like four houses on there. I, I said, Initial reaction, Colleen, yes, it's standing, and I think we'd be okay in there. And Kevin showed up, and I remember Kevin walking me through and showing it to me, and I was just thinking, you know, of the blessing that the house would be for our family. That my kids, we were in, it was considered a two-bedroom. We had four kids. Uh, it was tight, the house that we were in. Um, and a lot of prayer went into it, and a lot of prayer, and I know, I know for a fact, knowing my wife, that she was praying the whole time I was there meeting with Kevin and looking at the house. And uh, I, I determined that it was safe, that we could live in there. And so I remember telling Kevin, I said, we, we want it. We want to we do whatever we've got to do. We want to fill out the paperwork. We want to make this happen. Um, little did I know that you guys were praying for a Christian family to hopefully move into that house and to, to, to rent it. Um, and so uh, there was prayer from both sides, and God made a huge blessing happen because we moved into that house there on Fulling Mill. Um, we didn't meet anybody because nobody came out of their house in 2020. Um, but that school year when, when we were standing there at the bus stop, I remember we're standing there, I think, with, uh, with Marina... Colin and Daisy, it's their first day of school, and uh, this lady walks up with her, her daughters, and uh, um, I remember her, she, she said, it was Lindsay McKay, she goes, Colleen, and Colleen's like, Lindsay? Two kids that went to grade school together, living across the street from each other. Um, praise God, because it's been an opportunity for our kids to become best friends with those girls, the Westons the parishes, um, I could just go on and on. That street has been a huge blessing to us, all starting from uh, the Wesleys giving us a shot and uh, allowing us to, 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 to rent the house from them. Um, but I remember during the, the two, it's been about two and a half years we've lived there now, um, there was a prayer meeting that summer that uh, True Life was a part of in the park um, there in Newtown. And I remember coming to it, and I met Gene, uh, Pastor Gene, and 
Um, I remember talking to him, and him and I met at the bridge, which I don't even know how many times we've met there now <laughs> over time. But him and I met at the bridge, and, and uh, we got to know each other. We got to share our, our testimonies, and, and he had some things that, uh, that, some prayer requests for true life, and I had some prayer requests for Ferguson. And I remember um, there was a point in my ministry at Ferguson where I had three, three of my, my youth, three of my students pass away. One of them was, uh, was pregnant, and I remember Jean was one of them that, that was there for me, and allowing me to vent and talk and, uh, and help me through that time when I was questioning whether I wanted to stay in ministry or whether I was adequate enough to be in ministry. And Pastor Jean, um, like I said, he was there, and I know he was praying for me because he'd send the text and say, hey, I'm praying for you. <laughs> If you need anything, you want to meet up again, let's talk some more. Um, we did. We met up several times. And I remember meeting up with Eric as well and praying with Eric and being a couple of youth pastors that were trying to figure it out together. Um, and uh, I remember when, when Eric had told me that he was, he was heading out and, uh, and Pastor Gene had told me shortly after. Um, I remember I had a conversation with Colleen and I said, you know what? I said, God, you've opened up the doors for me to be a part of the fire department out here, um, out here in Orchard Farm. You've, God, you've opened up the doors for us to build up friendships and, and get to know some people here in the community. And I remember us talking and praying through it, and I was like, I kind of want to talk to Gene, Pastor Gene, about the position, but I don't know. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go outside my boundaries or anything like that. And it was funny because Pastor Gene had asked if we could meet for coffee. And I was like, well, of course I'll meet for coffee. Um, coffee's come up a lot. I know pizza and root beer have too. Those are three of my favorites. But Pastor Gene and I met for coffee. And he said, Doug, he said, uh, he goes, I know you love where you're at. He goes, but I would like uh, for you and Colleen to pray about maybe coming and serving here in the community. Serving as an associate pastor at True Life. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, I'll talk to her. Yeah, I'll talk to her. Like I said, guys, we, we'd already been talking. Colleen had been praying and thinking through it. Um, Pastor Gene had given me some time to think about it and let the elders know. Um, Colleen and I met with him and Amanda, and uh, it, it just, it was amazing. The opportunity, the, the conversations we had, uh, our hope and dream of wanting to start a WANA program and, uh, and being able to minister to the kids during the week. Um, I'm part of the disaster. Uh, I'm the, the St. Louis uh, Metro uh, Director of Disaster Relief for the Missouri Baptist Disaster Relief. And I'd ask Pastor Gene, I said, hey, I really don't want to give that up either. Um, and he was like, no, don't. <laughs> don't give it up. Stick with it. Do what you're doing. Uh, he said, stay with the fire department. He said, none of that's going to get affected. Um, keep being a chaplain, doing what you're doing. And he said, uh, he said uh, you're not going to have an office um, because I want you to be out in the community getting to know people. And that was one of the sellers. That was one of the points where I was like, okay, God, yeah, I hear you speaking because that's me. 
That's who I am. I like to be on the communion. And, and you may have already seen it a little bit with Waterpalooza and us driving around with music blaring, handing out popsicles and um, just doing things, being out at the concerts and uh, going over to Deerfield and hanging out and praying with people. Um, that's, that's where I feel God calling me, is being out in the community. Um, I talk about it all the time, and, and you all know, people don't accidentally just walk into a church. Um, it's not like it was, you know, when I was a kid, where, you know, you, you need to feel comfortable. You need to have somebody invite you. You need to have somebody that you trust that goes to the church to invite you into that church. And that's what I feel is going on here at True Life. And that was why it was, it was difficult from the fact of I, I loved the ministry that God had me a part of there in Ferguson. Um, and they did give me a shot to get back into ministry. But the opportunity to be in a church like I grew up in, like Colleen grew up in, that's community-based, that's right here, that you can talk to your neighbors, not just on Sunday, but you can talk to them during the week. You can see each other at the bridge or any other coffee shop. That's the one that I see Gene at the most. But you can see people that you are in ministry with just in your everyday life at the gas station or wherever. That was what drew me in to be a part of True Life Community Church. It's right there in the name. And I'm forever thankful for that. I think about, like, my testimony and, and what God has done in my life. Um, and I want, I want to challenge the church. Um, each of us in this room have a testimony. Uh, I think I can safely say, if you live in the Newtown or Charlestown area, you have not been there more than 25 years, right? They haven't been there 25 years. So a lot of us are fairly new to the community. Now, some people may have grown up locally or whatever, but there's a lot of people in our community, in Deerfield, in Fox Hill, in Fox Run. Um, there's a lot of people out there that they may have grown up in church, they may have swayed away from church. They may have swayed away uh, drastically from church. But they may be looking for an answer. They may be looking for hope. And you, my church family, myself, my family, Pastor Gene and his family, we have that opportunity. We have that opportunity to share that hope of what we know and what God has for them. I am drawn to ministry and I love working in children and youth ministry. And again, this morning I woke up and I thanked God for the opportunity to serve again and to be a warrior for Jesus. Because of what I had gone through in my life, I think back to my awesome children's director and my awesome youth pastor. And, um, and they did. They, they poured into me. They poured into me a lot. The opportunity for me to work with the next generation is a blessing to me. To be able to work with these children and these youth, uh, to help train them, be with them, be with them as they're growing up, as they're, they're dealing with whatever they're dealing with, to be able to share God and how God has blessed me with them. Um, but it's not just about working with the children, it's, it's us parents. As I said, I've got four kids. Whew. 
I've got four kids, 13, 11, 10, and 8. I got that right, right, guys? Yeah. 13, 11, 10, and 8. We're in this together. We are in this together. That is a huge part of my hope in this, in this level of ministry, to not only work with the children on Sundays and work with the teachers on Sunday for the Sunday lessons, working with them on Wednesdays, working with the youth, planning out discipleship now weekends and camp and mission trips and all the different things that, that I'm passionate about. My other passion is to be available to the parents. Because there's honestly, I can tell you as a pastor, as a man, I can stand here before you now and tell you that there's times in my life where I'm, God, why did I bring kids into this world? God, what is going on around me, and what am I bringing my kids into? But the same thing that my, my parents thought, my grandparents thought, but I didn't know that they thought, I'm thinking those same things. But this doesn't waver. This doesn't change. And parents, there's going to be times where we're going to be upset, that we're worried. Is this normal? Our testimonies are important. The testimonies of those who have raised their kids before us and been successful at it. When I say successful, the kids have grown up. (laughs) Okay? Those testimonies are going to be critical for us to know. That's my hope and my prayer in this level of ministry to not only get to know your kids and allow your kids to see my heart, allow them to see Miss Colleen's heart, Allow them to see their Sunday school and youth leaders' hearts, the Awana leaders' hearts. I saw it this week at Vacation Bible School. I saw a level of enthusiasm, a level of, of drive, and a level of passion for Jesus that was just amazing. The volunteers that we had this week, those of you that weren't here, the volunteers that we had this week were a blessing to these children. Seventy-something people, seventy-something kids were blessed because of these amazing leaders. Whether they were out in the parking lot getting names, whether they were the guides and crafts or recreation, the youth were in there helping. They were getting their hands dirty and working hard. Guys, there is a huge opportunity here at True Life Community Church for us to not just serve this community, but serve the next generation. Colleen and I are going to be reaching out, and we're going to be looking. We're going to need some help. With Awana and youth, we're going to need some help. Some of you we've already talked to, and we're appreciative of of those volunteers, but we're going to need help in doing this and being able to present the gospel. Will it be as intense as Vacation Bible School? It won't be as intense as Vacation Bible School. That was pretty intense. And I will do my best to make it not as loud is Vacation Bible School, too. Those of you that were here, I got them pretty riled up. We, we were worried a couple of times that things were going to fall from the ceiling and getting the kids riled up. But I've got some energy. God's given me energy. God's given me a passion. And until God doesn't allow me to have this energy and this passion, I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to fight, not just fight for me, my wife, and my family, but fight for your family as well. 
Fight for your kids. Fight for the future of this community, the future of this state, the future of this country, the future of the world, the future of our church. is critical in these children and these youth that are coming up. Pastor Gene and I won't be here forever. We won't. <laughs> and there may be a child out here right now that could be the future pastor of True Life Community Church or another church. Who knows? I know when I reached back out to my youth pastor and my children's director and my pastor I grew up with, I reached out to him when I got hired on and got back into ministry, and I'm still in touch with them. And the people that I worked with at the camp, there's some people in my hometown that I'm sure if they found out I was in ministry, they'd be like, whoa, what? <laughs> but there's a forgiving God, a for Jesus dying on the cross for my sins, for your sins, for your kids' sins. And we've got a lot of work to do because there's a lot of, of confused children and a lot of confused youth out there right now that are unsure of what their purpose is in life, what they need to be doing, where they need to be going. If anybody even has their back. I had so many students that, that were concerned and didn't have an outlet during 2020 when they weren't able to be around their friends. They were discouraged and, and, and hurting and it's still happening. There's online bullying and so many different things, guys. Please, I ask you, those of you that are joining us online or will be joining that are part of True Life, I ask you to, to, to pray about it, think about it. Again, we can't do it by ourselves. I'd love for you to team up with us to help this next generation. So, when I came on, I asked Pastor Gene, I said, Pastor, I said, uh, is there a, uh, a name for the youth group? I even asked the youth group. I met up with him at Bonadell's um, for some ice cream, and there wasn't a name for the youth group or anything like that. And so, um, I talked to Pastor Gene about it. Um, he gave me the, the thumbs up, and then uh, Miss Kayla blessed us. I'm going to introduce uh, um, some logos. We've got some logos and some Bible verses that are going to go along with children and youth ministry moving forward here at True Life. And part of it is, um, as you see, any of you that are sports fans or anything like that, when a bunch of Cardinal fans get together, <laughs> no matter where they grew up, or in St. Louis, what high school they went to, or whatever, when they have that Cardinal jersey on, they're all cheering for the Cardinals and very much against the Cubs, right? Yeah. Now, Mariners fans, we don't have very many of us, but <laughs> it's the same thing, okay? When I was in the military, we were in the same uniform. We had the American flag patch. The military branches, we'd make fun of each other. We'd poke, joke, and have fun. But at the same time, we had each other's back. Everybody that I served along, no matter where they grew up, the color of their skin, how much money was in their bank account, whatever, we were on the same team. So part of my passion behind this is, is having that, uh, that pride of being on God's team, but even more locally in our community church, being a part of a team. And uh, so the first one the verse that uh, we're, we'll have is our, our motto verse for children's ministries. Your children will learn this verse, and they'll be able to recite it 
Um, Matthew 19, 14, Jesus said, Let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. There it is. Let the little children come to me. Sunday mornings, here. Wednesday evenings, here. The rest of the time, wherever we're at. Being there and being available for the children. Being there and being available for your families. Uh, and training and, and, and being with the children and knowing that they can turn to Jesus at any time. That nothing will stop them. We live in a, in a, in a free country that allows them the opportunity, even at school, if they need to have that moment to pray, that they can pray. So, here's our Junior True Cruise logo. True Life Community Church's Junior True Crew, Matthew 19, 14. We'll have, you'll see that around the church. There'll be t-shirts. When we go on and camp, to camp and different places like that, you'll see that logo around. Um, that is the new logo. Again, thank you, Kayla, for your time and your dedication to, to serving in so many ways, but in helping with these logos. I very much appreciate it. So there's the, the, the kids. This is going to be our fifth grade uh, to birth. Even the brand new babies are part of the Junior True Crew. Now our next verse is uh, for our youth. Isaiah 43, 2. When you pass through the waters, I'll be uh, with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flames shall not consume you. This is another verse that's always been special to me. Had a special part in my heart because of the Navy, because of the fire service, different things. But also, again, as you look at it, when you pass through the waters, God will be with you. And through the rivers, they won't overwhelm you. And walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames shall not consume you. No matter what you are going through, whatever our, chil- our youth are going through, 6th grade through 12th and on, I want them to know that no matter what it is that's going on in their life, God is there. God is available to them and we are available to them as well. And so, there it is. A new logo for the True Crew. Sorry. Start skipping my cards here. So we got the new lo- logo for the True Crew. Um, the verses that the the children and the youth will get to know, be able to memorize. It'll be on the stuff that they're wearing as we're anywhere we are, mission trips, different things. As a team, they'll be able to share those verses and be able to share what the verses mean with those that we come across as well, and hopefully be able to to shine light on God and what God can do for those that we come across. And then, like I said, a big passion of mine, being a father myself, um, and, and wanting the best, not just for, for my family, not just for Hallie, Marina, Colin, and Daisy, but I want the best for your kids as well, and I know you do as well. So our, we have a verse for, for the families um, that you'll see will be, uh, sending out newsletters occasionally of things coming up and things going on. And this verse will be a, a big part of it. Third John 1, 4, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. 
Amen. Absolutely. Each one of my, my three older ones, when they accepted Christ into their heart, the joy that I had in my, in my heart and the, the happiness that I had at those moments um, were incredible. They all three, they asked tons of questions, so many questions. And I was thankful for each one of the questions. But they all made that decision. I want your, your kids, I want the, the kids of this community, the kids out there, the future, again, the future of this, this community and the church and the world. I want them to understand what's available to them. I want them to know that I am here for them. That even if I go somewhere else eventually or whatever, um, that I will always be available to them to talk. My youth pastor is still that way. My children's director is still that way, which is amazing. But they are. They're still available to me. I thank God again for the opportunity to serve uh, along Pastor Gene and in this church. I'm thankful for each one of you for giving me this shot. Please understand that you're not going to hurt my feelings. If you see something that I could be doing better, talk to me. If you've got a prayer request, talk to me. If you need me to swing by, I've been at people's houses late into the evening to talk with them, talk with their students. Um, I'm here for you. God's allowed me the opportunity to serve True Life Community Church, which means I'm thankful to be serving you guys as well. I'm going to go ahead and close out in prayer. Um, But again, thank you for this opportunity. God, you are amazing. God, the things that, uh, that I've been through personally, the testimony that you put, uh, or the trials and the joys and the praises that all equal up to the point that we're at right now. God, I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful to be with my brothers and sisters here at True Life. And I'm thankful to be able to serve you and be here for these kids and for the youth. Thank you, God, for all of your blessings. Thank you for everything that you do. God, I just ask that uh, my church family, uh, as I continue get to, know, to get to know them, get to hear their testimonies, God, that we can use their testimonies as well. Students will be going through things that I've never gone through. But as a team, God, we can help these students. I'm sure, God, I'm positive because of the way that you gel things together and the way that you bring a church family together the parts of the body of this church we could probably cover just about anything in any trial that somebody's going through or could go through God allow those testimonies to come out allow us to feel confident that we can share our testimonies with others and allow us God to serve this 370 valley and beyond in a way that's been dreamed about from the beginning Pastor Gene and Bob were cruising around looking around the community. God, you've been working hard at this church. You've been working hard at True Life Community, and you've built a strong foundation here. God, we just ask for opportunities, open doors to be able to talk and pray with people and to be there for them. Thank you again, God, for all that you do. In your precious and holy name, amen.